For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yay Networks. I'm Molly Kimball. Welcome to Fueled, a wellness and nutrition podcast. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition journalist with a passion to help people live their strongest, healthiest life possible. In my weekly TV segments and columns, there's a limited amount of time and space to cover everything, but there's so much more to share. This podcast is my opportunity to dive deeper into the topics you want to know about. As we deal with the continued experience of living through a pandemic, it's been 18 months now. Combine this with the aftermath of natural disasters like Hurricane Ida, and it's more important than ever to prioritize our wellness, nurturing ourselves with that self-care that we so desperately need. And what we're feeling now, our day-to-day experiences that we're living right now, these can cause stress and anxiety and even the most laid back of us. And those two words, stress and anxiety, they get used, they get used often and they get used interchangeably. I've mentioned before on this podcast that I specifically try not to use those words or, or, or at least not to use it in a blanket overarching statement that sort of sweeps it under the rug. So um, instead of saying just a phrase like, I'm so stressed, that doesn't do anything. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't identify what I'm truly feeling. It's just this blanket statement, I'm so stressed. And a lot of times when we say these phrases that are so common, all it does is heighten, it escalates what we're feeling. And the reality is who we're expressing this to around us, they're likely feeling the same thing too. And maybe in similar ways, maybe in different ways, but it's not really getting underneath what those feelings are. Are we feeling overwhelmed? Are we feeling isolated? Are we feeling fearful? So when we say just that, that blanket kind of catch all statement, like I'm so stressed, it's not really cutting through what we're really feeling or also what we can really do about it. And there's a, there's a fine line between stress and anxiety. And again, a lot of times we use one for the other. Both of these are emotional responses. The difference is that stress is typically caused by an external trigger. The trigger can be something short-term like preparing to evacuate for a storm, or it can be long-term like dealing with the aftermath of a devastating natural disaster, an extended pandemic, chronic illness, toxic relationships. These long-term stressors, these long-term triggers are what can lead to the feelings of stress. And these stressors manifest in both mental symptoms and also physical symptoms. So short temper, irritability, Um, insomnia, issues with sleep, but also things like fatigue or muscle pain or GI issues. Anxiety, on the other hand, is defined by the persistent, excessive worries that don't seem to go away, even when there's not an immediate trigger or stressor. The symptoms of anxiety, though, are really similar to stress. So it makes the description or the labels of these two often interchangeable. And the reality is, if we say we're stressed or we say we're feeling anxious, whoever we're talking to, whoever we're communicating this to, they know what we're talking about. And 
depending on the level of depth that we are feeling these feelings to, the, 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 the level of severity, don't be afraid to reach out for help. There's a lot of awareness that is being raised around this. There's a lot of athletes coming forward talking about and speaking to the benefits of seeking help for that mental health. There's athletes, there's celebrities, there's, and I'm so grateful for this because it's steps and steps forward to removing the stigma for asking for help. There's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, this is more than I can handle. This is more than I can handle right now on my own. So seeking out whether it's a behavioral therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, seeking out that help when we need it is absolutely critical. So I want to say that right off the bat, the the podcast that we're going to be talking about today, it's steps and manageable tools and lifestyle changes and some nutritional supplements that we can add in that can give us that extra bit of an edge to helping to better manage the stress, the anxiety, these low level feelings of, you know, whether it's low mood or whatever it might be, but it's really important to recognize when things are serious, that we need to reach out for help outside of ourselves. Sometimes that might be talking to a person, a trusted friend or family. It could be a coworker who we know we can trust, we can listen to, we can be open to. Whoever this is in our space that we have that trust and we can open up to, sometimes that's all it takes is knowing that we can share it. Someone's hearing us someone can empathize with us and we're really just being listened to. And sometimes that's all we need. It's also really important to know when that's not all we need. When we need true professional help, simply turning to our friend isn't enough. That friend, that family, they may have the best intentions. They're going to try to pull us through this. They're going to try to be that support system, that cheerleader that we need. And those are all the very best intentions. But it's important to know, it's important to recognize and be honest with ourselves when number one, we need to reach out to someone and when that someone needs to be in a way of seeking professional help beyond our network of family or friends who may have our, still have our best interests at heart. So I wanted to say that first, because this is not something we take lightly. It's something that through these, through these months and year plus of dealing with pandemic, dealing with the natural disasters, like we just went through down here in the South Louisiana area, there's different ways that we all handle these stressors, these triggers for some people that the feelings of depression, anxiety, the feelings of stress, these are fleeting. They're transient. They're short term. They are, as we said earlier, they are specifically related to an event or that external trigger. And it's absolutely normal. And these feelings are going to pass and they often do pass. And by the time you're listening to the podcast, they may have already passed. So feelings of depression or anxiety or stress, these are normal to some degree. It's when we are sinking so deeply into these that it's affecting other areas of our life. It's affecting our relationships, our work. It's affecting our ability to do the things that we enjoy through our day. That's when we need to know the difference. So I would say that this podcast, this episode is focused to that first group, the group where we're feeling a little, we're feeling a little bit of a roller coaster, we're feeling those lows. We're feeling, okay, we're starting to normalize or man, we're still feeling some of these lows and we feel like we're in a funk. We feel like, you know, we're sort of in a mood or however we want to describe it, but it is something that 
can be improved with lifestyle changes, behavior changes, changes in our outlook, changes in what we surround ourselves with. So I want to, again, be very, very clear that it's important to know what stage you're in as you're listening to this, as you're seeking out other, other information, because we don't want to take it lightly and have you going down this path of what I'm about to cover when we really need something, something deeper. I would also say everything that I just said, I'm saying it to you for your benefit, but also to the loved ones, the people that you're close with in your life, keep an eye out, start to kind of pay attention to these cues. What are they saying? What are they doing? What are they not doing? Have things changed of how they normally are? And are these changes ongoing? They don't seem to be pulling themselves out of it. So keep an eye on friends, family, neighbors, coworkers to see changes that might be sticking longer than feels like maybe is healthy. And then it's something to, to bring up to them in a loving way, again, depending on your relationship with them, of course, but keeping an eye on the people around us and being mindful of their health, their wellness as much as we are for ourselves. So when we're feeling down, when we're feeling bummed, stressed, anxious, whatever label we're going to put on it, it can be tempting to want to look for a remedy. What can I do to feel better? What can I take to feel better? A lot of people, you know, may bring this up with their physician. Sometimes depending on your physician, they may quick to offer a prescription. Hey, I can prescribe you fill in the blank and it'll help you feel better. A lot of people though, don't want to take these again, if it's situational, if it's situationally induced, it might not be the case that you need to take something or that might be beneficial. And a lot of people are simply, they want to avoid something that might be a prescription medication, especially if they do feel like, you know what, this feels short term but I'm not feeling like myself. I feel like I'm in a funk and every little bit helps. Every little bit of an edge helps. Then those people are often looking for natural strategies, natural ways that we can help support our bodies in handling stress, handling anxiety more effectively. And there are a few key nutritional supplements that do have some science behind them that can help to give our bodies the boost that it needs while we also do the work that we need to do toward our, our wellness goals, our emotional goals. First, of course, we want to be sure that we have those stress management basics covered. As you know, like my, my first recommendation is never let's just supplement supplements are just that supplements are the accompaniment, the addition to an already healthy, wholesome wellness focused lifestyle. We don't want to just go off the rails in other ways. And then, Oh, I'm going to take these supplements and it'll help. We need to be sure that we're covering these fundamental elements of self-care things like sleep providing our body, filling our bodies with nourishing foods, giving our bodies regular exercise. So even if you're pressed for time, do everything in your power to carve out even just a bit of time to make sure that you're keeping healthy food and drink on hand as best possible and to squeeze in some type of movement or meeting your friend for a walk and talk instead of meeting them for drinks or just watching and kind of numbing out with TV, with Netflix, your body will thank you. Your friends, your family will also thank you as you're undoubtedly going to feel at least a notch more relaxed and peaceful as you do these, again, fundamental elements of self-care that we'll talk about these before we even get into supplements. So letting go of perfection is going to be key. And remember that good enough is almost always good enough. 
sometimes we just put so much pressure on ourselves. We worry so much about little things that that obsession with perfection prevents us from truly being connected and truly enjoying the moment. So reevaluate our must do list and realize that we can often consolidate things or delegate things or gasp, even eliminate some of these, what we consider essential items. So letting go of perfection and remembering that good enough is almost always good enough. Next, I would say if you're feeling stress, anxiety, not yourself, you're in a funk, take it easy on the alcohol. And that might be the first thing that we're reaching for because it, in that immediate short term, is helping us to unwind, feel better, relax. But it can be really just like, oh, so easy to fall into the habit of relying on that cocktail or glass of wine to help us unwind. The reality though, is that drinking regularly, it actually heightens our anxiety levels and it reduces our threshold for dealing with stress. So things that we consider or perceive as stressful when we're drinking, even just drinking a little bit daily, it actually since it's like oversensitizes us to have a higher, stronger stress response. So things that should be like a level three stressor, we're perceiving it as like an eight to kind of put that in a a frame of reference. So letting go of perfection, taking it easy on alcohol, surrounding ourselves with the positive. Last week's episode, we talked a lot about this, but this applies to people as well as media, social media, because that constant influx of negative news and beyond attainable media or social media images that we're seeing, it leaves us feeling less than. So instead seeking out our friends, family, coworkers, who in your life serves to uplift you and who, and likely those same people, you're doing the same for them. So choosing to spend more time surrounding ourselves with people who are bringing out that positivity in us and us in them, those people who leave you feeling more energized after you're around them than before. Making time for gratitude. We talked about that in last week's episode as well, but gratitude doesn't have to be saved for these big giant moments. It's that appreciation for the little things in our lives. So letting friends, families, even strangers know how much we appreciate them, their acts of kindness, compassion, generosity. So if you're like, okay, I've been working on it. I'm doing these things. I'm trying to do all of these things. And I still feel like I need just that extra little support. So if you're like, okay, I'm, I'm doing all of these, or at least most of these, I'm really giving it a good solid effort on this to surround myself with positive. I'm incorporating that movement. I'm focusing on my sleep and nourishing my body well and all of this stuff. And you feel like it's still just quite, not quite enough. You could feel like maybe there's just like extra edge or boost you're looking for. I mentioned that there's, there's several nutritional supplements that do have science backing them that they can can help to boost mood or improve the feelings of stress or anxiety or depression. So keep in mind though, that just because a supplement is natural or it's even shown to be safe in long-term studies, doesn't necessarily mean that it is safe for you or that it's side effect free. So always check with your physician before taking any supplement. And since many supplements can interact with certain medications and other nutritional supplements, check with your pharmacist also to find out about any potential negative interactions with prescription and over-the-counter medications and supplements. So I want to say that too. We don't want to just go like willy-nilly adding a bunch of these in. I would also take just one product at a time because if we are adding multiples, you don't know what's what. You don't know what's truly helping. So adding only, taking only one product at a time, 
ideally not taking more than one product at a time. Again, supplements can interfere with each other. There can be different interactions that happen when we start to layer in multiple supplements like this, like these. So I would recommend starting with one, see how you feel and give it some time to see how you feel. And for all of these that we're going to talk about, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, research is really limited for nearly all of these that we're going to be talking about. So my recommendation is to avoid taking any of these unless you are have completely talked it over with your physician. You have their support. They've explored it with you. So this is not something that if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, I would recommend taking. Not to say that they're going to be harmful. The research just isn't there. And is it something that I would not feel comfortable um, recommending that you take? So the first one is pronounced Sammy, and it's spelled capital S, capital A, capital M, lowercase e. So it looks like the word same but it's capitals S-A-N-M, lowercase e, pronounced SAMI. It stands for uh, S hyphen adenosylmethionine. And so that's why we just call it SAMI. It's a naturally occurring compound. So it's found naturally in our bodies. The concentrations that are in our bodies, though, they decrease as we get older. So we produce it naturally, but we produce less as we age. It's used as a dietary supplement here in the U.S., but in countries like Italy, Spain, and Germany, SAMI is actually prescribed. It's a prescription medication prescribed by physicians. Supplementing with SAMI, ranging from 400 to 1,600 milligrams daily, has been shown in clinical studies to improve symptoms of depression. Several studies have found that it appears to be as effective as prescription antidepressants. And for people who don't respond to conventional antidepressants, adding what's been researched at 400 to 800 milligrams of SAMI twice daily has also been shown to have a beneficial effect. And this would be in addition to those conventional medications and only under physician guidance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So a bit about how SAMI works. So SAMI is associated with increased serotonin production, elevated dopamine and norepinephrine levels. And low levels of SAMI have been reported in the cerebrospinal fluid of patients who are severely depressed. There's neuroimaging studies that indicate that SAMI affects our brain similarly to conventional antidepressants. The American Psychiatric Association suggests that supplementing with SAMI can be an alternative to conventional antidepressants like Paxil or Effexor for people dealing with depression who are looking for 
alternative therapies to traditional medications. And so if you're looking for more on that, you can do just a quick search, the American Psychiatric Association. Look at that combined with SAMI, S-A-M, little e, and you'll get more information about the level of support and how, how the Psychiatric Association would recommend using it. The added bonus on SAMI, interestingly, is that it's also been shown to reduce symptoms of osteoarthritis, perhaps as effectively as anti-inflammatory drugs like Celebrex, and there's fewer negative side effects. It doesn't happen overnight, though. It can take a month or so of supplementation before you experience. If you do opt to supplement with SAMI, daily doses, again, are ranged from 400 milligrams to 1,600 milligrams in studies on SAMI. They can be done in one dose, or they can be done in up to three divided doses. SAMI is best taken on an empty stomach 30 to 60 minutes before meals or two hours after meals is what qualifies that empty stomach. Don't take it, it's specific, don't take it in combination with any type of antidepressant unless specifically it's under a physician's recommendation and guidance. So if you're taking SAMI, you don't want to take it on top of or in addition to any other type of antidepressant. I've actually had many clients over the years who have taken SAMI. They have kind of fallen into that category that we're talking about. They have been in situations, life situations that have triggered these feelings of depression, these feelings of kind of being in a funk. They didn't want to take a traditional or conventional antidepressant medication. They were looking for something natural, a different type of an alternative, and decided that SAMI would be a fit for them. And the kind of general, I guess, collective feedback I would say that we had from, from people who take it is, I don't feel strikingly different in taking it, but I feel like a little bit of that cloud or fog has lifted and things just felt a little less like going through sludge, not a lot, just a little. So they felt that little nudge better. So is that placebo effect? Possibly, but that would be, that was sort of the feedback overarching from pretty much anybody I've talked to who had it. They don't feel noticeably different, but, but situations, um, Issues that come up seem to be just a little easier to navigate when they started taking it. Moving on to ashwagandha. We've talked about ashwagandha on this podcast before when we've talked about hair supplements. Ashwagandha is a popular ingredient in a lot of hair growth supplements. So it's an adaptogenic herb. It's used in traditional medicine. Adaptogenic meaning that it increases our resistance against physical or chemical or biological stressors. So this adaptogenic properties, these adaptogenic properties of ashwagandha means that it brings a normalizing or stabilizing effect into the body. So research has shown us in a couple of studies done on ashwagandha. So in adults who perceive or report that they experience chronic stress, taking 240 milligrams of ashwagandha daily or 300 milligrams twice daily help to reduce perceived stress levels by about 30 to 44%. Now that's perceived stress levels. So there's different questionnaires that people can take that's sort of indicating how their, their levels of perception of stress, how they're ranking there. But what they also found, which is a more objective look, is that taking the ashwagandha decreased their blood cortisol levels by 22% to 28%. So that's something that's a much more objective look at is ashwagandha effective in helping to 
um, normalize or stabilize these stressors that we're experiencing. It's possible that supplementing with ashwagandha can also help reduce anxiety in people who have generalized anxiety disorder. So it was a small clinical trial, but looked at patients with generalized anxiety disorder who were taking SSRIs, medications to treat their anxiety. And they found that supplementing with a thousand milligrams of ashwagandha daily for six weeks helped to reduce these symptoms of anxiety by about 48% compared with 27% reduction in the placebo. So as researchers are looking at what's what, why ashwagandha might be effective, they're looking at it, you know, why does it seem to have this like anti-stressor kind of quote anti-stressor effect? The preliminary research on it is suggesting that ashwagandha suppresses the stress-induced increases of dopamine receptors in our brain and reduces stress-induced increases of corticosterone and other stress-related blood chemicals. So SAMI, one option. Ashwagandha, another option. Two very different types of products. Again, if you're going to opt for one, opt for only one, not both. The third that I'm going to talk about is EPA, and this is eicosapentaenoic acid. And EPA is essentially one big element of omega-3 fatty acids. So fish oil is omega-3 fatty acids, and the two main, I guess, active types of fatty acids, omega-3 fatty acids that we like are EPA, which this is the one we're talking about. The other that's found along with is DHA. And EPA and DHA, these are found in fish, oily fish, and supplementing specifically with EPA, that one particular type of omega-3 fatty acids, supplementing with EPA omega-3 fatty acids has been shown to help reduce symptoms of depression, especially in people who are already being treated with conventional antidepressants. Now, I'd say this is one that I would be more comfortable with you adding in as a second. So if you said, okay, I, I feel I'm going to make the decision to try SAMI, or I'm going to make the decision to try ashwagandha, and also add in the EPA, I wouldn't mind that. It's essentially adding in those omega-3 fats. I wouldn't start them at the same time. Again, if you had any adverse reactions or just anything strange side effects, it could be as simple as dry mouth or whatever it is. If you're taking both, you don't know what's causing what. So I would still add it separately, waiting at least several weeks before adding it in. But EPA is one, the EPA omega-3 fish oil that I would be comfortable with you adding in on top of SAMI or on top of ashwagandha. So as we talked about, supplementing with EPA has been shown to help reduce symptoms of depression, especially when someone is already taking a conventional prescription antidepressant. Research is mixed on effectiveness of EPA and its ability to reduce symptoms. So some studies are, are seeing it. There's meta-analyses of clinical research that show that that pure EPA or omega-3s that are enriched with extra EPA, at least 60% EPA, that, they, that these do help to moderately reduce depressive symptoms in patients who have those symptoms of depression. Not all studies are showing that it's effective though. So again, this would be kind of the one more tool in our toolkit that we could add, but it's not something that I would say I would completely hang my hat on. However, the placebo effect is real. And so if you of everything, if you said, well, I don't want to add Sammy, I don't want to add ashwagandha. I'm just going to bump up my omega-3 fish oils. I'll take EPA specifically. 
that's also anything that's also we're doing that's helping us feel as if we're being proactive can also be beneficial. So those are three. There's three others that I'm going to talk about that are among the mildest of these mood boosting supplements. And these are theanine, passion flower, and lavender. These have probably the least amount of any type of known side effects or interactions. I should note that the fish oil, I was saying, you know, very, very benign. Be aware though that fish oil does have a blood thinning effect. It can affect if someone is on any type of blood thinning medications. It can increase um, propensity for bruising. So even something as what we would think of as benign as fish oil still is not without side effects. So even that still talk with your physician, talk with your pharmacist about any types of interactions, even with that EPA. So when we're talking about theanine, passionflower, and lavender, theanine is an amino acid. We'll typically see it as L-theanine. It's, it's really, it's in green tea. So a lot of times if you're looking at the health benefits of green tea, part of what we hear about of why there's such health benefits of green tea, a lot of that is because of L-theanine. When we look at the the dosages of supplementation of L-theanine is typically used in doses of 200 milligrams to 400 milligrams for about four to eight weeks. There was a really small study, a really small clinical study that found that taking 200 milligrams of the L-theanine prior to a stress-inducing event could help to prevent blood pressure increases that were caused by stress when compared with a placebo. There's also been preliminary studies that show that taking 200 milligrams of L-theanine can help to bring on feelings of tranquility, help to reduce anxiety. So it may also be that you say, okay, well, green tea is a great source of L-theanine. I've been overdoing it on the coffee, maybe dialing back coffee. Not that there's anything wrong with that cup of coffee or two through the day. We're not saying that coffee is bad by any means, but especially if you've been maybe going a little too hard with the coffee, a little too frequent, a little too much, dialing that back, trading some of that out or all of it out for green tea, we're going to naturally get that boost of L-theanine as well. The other is passion flower. Passion flower is an herb that may help to reduce some of the symptoms, some of the feelings of anxiety. You'll often see it in a tea. And so adding something like a tea that is made that it contains passion flower could be a really good nighttime change. So we talked about earlier about keeping alcohol in check and maybe you have that evening cocktail. I know it's hard to say trade out your cocktail for a glass of hot tea. However, if you're specifically trading it out for passion flower tea because of the calming effects of passion flower, then that might be a little bit of extra incentive. And then finally, lavender. I mean, we hear, we know lavender all the time. It's it's a tremendously popular aromatherapy remedy. People find the scent relaxing. It's often used, you know, it's in spas everywhere that we want to, that we're seeking out these spaces to relieve stress and anxiety. We're often going to find lavender there. What's interesting is that studies in animals have also found that the scent of lavender is calming. And then in humans, there's been small scale studies that show it might have a modest effect on our anxiety. So you can take lavender oil in a capsule form orally, but really one of the most common ways to consume lavender really is through aromatherapy. So diffusing essential, let's see, 
So diffusing lavender essential oil and the space around you, there's lavender that you can dilute into essential oils that you may put on your wrists. You may put it, you know, as part of a lotion, as part of a nighttime ritual, whatever it might be. But even lavender, while it's possible to take it in capsule form, the more common approach and really what I would recommend, and again, this could be done in addition to those others that we're talking about, is simply the aromatherapy use of lavender. So if we're looking for something that is a little higher potency, that is a little bit more impact, then we're looking at Sami or ashwagandha. EPA, the fish oil, EPA, is something that could be used in addition to those. Again, be aware of that blood thinning effect. Be aware of the, the tendency to bruise more easily and also its interaction with other medications. So even if you are looking at taking EPA, fish oil, supplementing with that, check with your physician. And then passionflower, L-theanine. The green tea is a great source of that. And then lavender. Lavender aromatherapy is incredibly easy. We can start doing that immediately. And again, if coffee is something that you've been going a little too heavy on, we can trade some of that, if not more, out for green tea to get that boost of L-theanine. All of these are, are little steps that we can do throughout the day and throughout our, our week. And again, the smallest steps that we take along with those fundamental elements of self-care that we talked about at the beginning, these are tiny steps. They're really small behavior changes. There's supplements that might just have a subtle influence in how we feel. But once we start to string these together, they start to pull together to make bigger changes, more substantial improvements in how we're feeling and how we're living our life. And I can't emphasize it enough. Before you take any of these supplements, always check with your physician as well as your pharmacist. You're going to want to run it by them regardless, and especially if you're taking prescription or over-the-counter medications. And we don't want to rely on just a supplement to help us cope with these stressors. Instead, we want to look at supplements as just that, a supplement to all of the other de-stressing efforts and strategies that we're pulling into our, our lifestyle. So with that, let me know what you think. If you're trying any of these, if you've tried them already, if you're experiencing benefit from these, I always want to hear about it. You can reach out to me through direct message. You can email me. I am registered dietitian Molly Kimball, and you've been listening to Fueled Wellness and Nutrition, the podcast. If you would like more Fueled Wellness and Nutrition, please head over to mollykimball.com and you can follow me, Molly Kimball RD, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe rate and review this podcast. Join us next week for another dose of fueled wellness and nutrition. Thanks for listening and stay focused on living your strongest, healthiest life. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.